good. We're off and running. Okay. Not half wrong podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Zach. I just want to start off by saying we're not audio engineers. We found out today. Not by any means. But we try. We try. We try super hard. We uh we spent the whole the, the whole day here trying to get some bugs worked out before we do a show. We're we're trying to add some guests on and add some mics and that's been proven to be difficult, but we're getting there. We're coming on, but we want to do a quick show with you guys just to get it out of the way while we're here, right? Yeah. Get something yeah, it together. Wasn't, wasn't the show we intended to do. But, uh, <laughs> we're making it happen. But that's what it's all about, man. We just it's trial and error, you know. We'd like you guys to listen to us and maybe maybe if you have some feedback on uh maybe some some audio techniques here, but you know, we we don't we're, we're doing it. I guess today we just uh I, one thing I wanted to talk about was our little adventure last week. Yeah. Yeah. Let's at least get this down on on uh on recording here cuz it was interesting. Yeah, so we left off um we went to look at some some cars at the um at the end of the episode. So we we were supposed to go look at a a BMW V12 uh, what was that a 760 or something like that? A 760M M760i. That's what it was. M760i. Twin turbo twin twin turbo V12. V12. Yeah. Yeah. And Monster. Then, uh, and then we were going to look at that Lotus too. So um we got distracted on the the way to Reading because I got a alert on Auto Trader that a um an S580 had popped up at a local Mercedes dealership here. Uh, certified pre-owned job. The price was right. It was like the best deal in a hundred mile radius. So we, um, yeah, let's, we, let's we, talk about that first. Yeah, we went and test drove it, and it mm-hmm. was nice. Okay, um, they gave us a pretty fair valuation on our uh, on our trade and everything else that we were looking at there with the trade in the Bronco. Um, but I said, hey, you know, this is a great fallback plan. I probably like this more than the BMW. But let's still go down and just see what this this Lotus Evora GT is all about. Yeah, yeah. So we drove it. We worked all the numbers. We kind of negotiated through. Um, we ended up saying, "Hey, we'll we'll let you know if we come back." So we drove down to New Jersey, two hour ride down to um, the dealership there that had this uh, Evora. And um, as soon as we got there, they're kind of ready for us. We went on the, the test drive and. We both fit in it no problem. You know, the car was definitely, definitely fun. Um, low to the ground. I mean, it's it's a true sports car, but, you know, Lotus did a really nice job cleaning up some of their um, roughness right. to it. You right. know? Um, it's always a knock on them, or previous cars. It has been. It has been. And and this one, they really got the suspension dialed in. The, the powertrain has been pretty awesome um, all around. So long story short, we ended up buying that. Um, so we, we picked up, we were down there, we drove home in it, um, you know, drove home very safely and carefully, very carefully. <laughs> that was what I was worried we about were, the whole time as we were trying it out on the way back. But I, I want to talk, I so said the Lotus side, so we show up and, uh, it was a good experience. Salzman was great, by the way. He's, he's awesome. Maybe just a little bit. It, it, it was good. I don't think I've ever seen someone switch from, you seen the car, you walked around it, you sat in a little bit and you, you had your doubts. You're like, I don't, uh. I don't know, man. <laughs> You're like it's t- it's tiny. I don't know the back seats. You drove it. I never seen anyone switch from not wanting to buy a car to like I need to have this thing that quickly. It was it was a 180 degree turn. Like, well, yeah, and you know what? I I think it's important whenever you show up to buy a car, you always go in with the mentality of walking away. Sure. Because if you go in with, hey, this is my dream car. I want this so bad. You're not going to negotiate a good deal. Right. Um, so I I went down there with the expectation of, hey, we might be putting four hours, you know, two hours in, two hours back. 
uh, to come back empty handed. And I was okay with that. Mm-hmm. But then once we got to drive it, man, it was like, man, this is fun. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Just some of the passion. Even you got sold on it, man. I, I was yeah. sold on it. I, I kind of liked it. I got the vibe a little bit. You know, I, I, I don't know. I didn't, don't really, I've never really been in a Lotus before. I don't know too much about them, but you know, the, the vibe in it was, it was cool. I can get down with it. That's some like, it just, it, it, it the way they set the cards up, it like, it has like different parts from different companies. Like it was really cool how they, they explain it all. Like it's got like a uniqueness to it. And there's only a few, you can only make a few of these things. And it, it was cool. So I, I just, I thought it was interesting, man. You were like, you went, all right, this is cool. I want to go get it and go get it. So once you want something, you're, you're going to leave with it. I feel like, but yeah, I mean, but it checked all the boxes. And again, the, the three things that we said was, Hey, you know, if we're going to buy a two door car, it's got to be something I'm comfortable in, you know, and right. um, it, it checked that box. And again, I'm 6'1", 220 pounds. So, you know, some of the small cars I just can't fit in. This was nice. The interior was nice. The ride was comfortable. So to kind of top off justification of the Lotus, as I was researching this on the way down, um, over a seven-year period, um, and you can look on Autotrader and see what these things are selling for all across the country, the depreciation rate on like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari is 50 to 60%. So if you bought it for a hundred thousand, which is not realistic for that car, mm-hmm. but just round numbers, um, in seven years, it's going to be worth 50,000. The Lotus, which is obviously, you know, not brand new as a hundred thousand dollar car. Um, there's a much bigger discount to, um, uh, I'm sorry, there's a much less depreciation there. So if that same Lotus was a hundred grand, um, seven years from now, it's still selling for 70 to 80,000. Right. So there's a lot less burn off. The other big benefit is, you know, some of these Ferraris, depending on what service they require, it can be $12,000 when you go in for the oil change. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. And you're trying to get Italian parts and, and you really, everything's <clears throat> specific. They got specific tooling that you need. The Lotus has uh, basically a Toyota motor in it. Now it's got a supercharger on top, which I found out is an Edelbrock yeah. supercharger, which is pretty common to get if you have a problem with sure. it. But the oil change on this is the same as a regular car. It's 130 bucks, and I could probably do it for 90 if I do it at my shop. You know, it's a regular oil filter. There's nothing special about it. Um, same thing for brakes. You know, I mean, like we went on EBC's website, which is European Brake Company, and like a set of brake pads is 130 bucks. So nothing, Reasonable. yeah, nothing about it was crazy. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's something that could break that's unique to a Lotus, but Toyota drivetrain really, really saves you money. And it's yeah. still 416 horsepower. Right, right. And you've been driving it all week? Uh, no, no. I've been kind of back and forth because I needed the truck a couple times this yeah. week. So back and forth between that and the truck. But um, so far, so good. I have it here today, which uh, it'll be a fun ride home. But uh, so then to go back, so then the S580 that I drove, I told my dad and I said, dad, this car's really nice. It's a good deal. It's certified pre-owned. You're under warranty for another four years. Um, you should really jump on this. So he ended up going into the dealership then too, the same place. I kind of had it all set up for him ahead of time. And uh, he checked it out. He ended up buying it also after trading in his um, his own vehicle. So so he went in and traded in um, two of his cars, actually, a classic car and then his more modern uh, SUV that he has. So he ended up picking up that car then. So we still kind of got the feeling. And there were, we kind of went around about because he and I ended up going to New Jersey to look at a different car. And it was like a whole thing with this New Jersey dealership. So we ended up just setting on this one. But long story short, we ended up picking up two cars in the family. He ended up getting both. I didn't know. You, get, you didn't tell me you got the yeah, Mercedes. Yeah, he picked it up. It's in the garage now. So he loves it, man. And it's a much better car for him because it's much smoother. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. The, the aggressive AMG SUV that he had was just, it was very, like it wanted to track the road hard. Right. 
And uh, this is just a much better outcome. <laughs> I like that Mercedes. I, I don't really get into those cars too much. I've only limited experience, but that, that test drive was something else. That, that car with the with the massagers and all that. Yeah, like that's, they, that's they really yeah. point it nicely. But I think it's, it's neat. Yeah, the active bolsters when you go around the turn, it, it it'll pump up one side to keep you in the seat so you don't slide in the seat. I mean, they got some really neat features. Whew, blows me away. That car. I mean, it is totally different than the Lotus, but I can see why you want to try both out. But sure. <laughs> it's, uh, I did. You go to that same sales guy? Yeah, yeah. The uh, Curtis was his name. He was um, pretty good. Yeah, so Dad went and dealt with it. I mean, he wasn't pushy at all. He's like, look, he's like, I'm just going to deliver the message to you. It's up to you to make a choice. And, and that's what I like about you know, going yeah. there. They're, they're never pushy. They're never trying to lowball. They came out of the gate pretty strong on all of our trades, and that got the deal done. Yeah, I think that it, uh, personal experience of, like, it's a, you were referred from your friend in, in the service department, right? So, you know, anytime that happens, like, the salesman yeah, you're, doesn't. you kind of getting the better treatment right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, there's no, what are you going to do? blow this guy out and then pisses off the, the, your friend and like you, you're never going to get another friend or referral from that guy you know so you just gotta let the chips fall where they may let the person's here to see the car he doesn't want to meet with you he just has to because you have to accomplish all these things at the dealership to see what it is you know but that's funny but yeah that guy was cool i i, I think both experiences were different but both good you know what was the guy's name at, at uh the subaru for with the, with the lotus Bilal. 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 yeah yeah he was cool Definitely, yeah, nice guy. definitely a pro. That guy. Yep. Yeah, he knew, yeah. he knew what he was doing. So I could tell. I could tell his little bit of uh, he sells some cars. I could tell. But yeah, he, he knows how to move them. Yeah. But but he handled us appropriately. He did. Yeah, um, he was fine. Yeah, because when when I start detecting the BS meter going up, I'm out. Yeah, I, just, I stopped there because <laughs> like, I see where this is going. But now he he was a pretty much straight shooter about everything. Yeah, yeah, he um, yeah, he handled that guy because I I pay attention to that stuff. You know, it's like it, it it's different when you're like. At a dealership, and you're like, you've sold cars, and it's like, you see how other people handle stuff, and it, like, he did a lot of things I would do, I think. Yeah. Like, personally, like, when I was, like, you know, it's it's not... Well, you a, were sitting there judging him. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I threw, like, I, it's really hard not to be, like, super stern when you're, like, asking questions, like, and you're in that negotiation, but, like, I, it's like, there were things that, like, he could have explained, like, dude, I mean, it's an expensive car, like, you should be maybe being a little more, taking a little more time making sure, like, it was, like... Bam, 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 you know, quick type of stuff. Like, go over the Carfax, go over this. Like, you know, like they're showing you a sheet of paper. Like, oh, this is the reconditioning cost. And it's like, well, well, what did you recondition? Like, what, what did you do to this car? Yeah, other in? than wash it and charge me 1200 bucks. Yeah, for it. like, oh, I, we did the oil change. We did this. We right. Did that. Yeah, it's like, okay. Which is, not, that's reasonable. I, I know, like he was saying, like, that's probably like the base amount they have to like charge for a reconditioning, like through their shop and stuff. Like, a, yeah, but if they thing. have it all in tip top shape when you pick it up, it's yeah, acceptable. It's had 900 miles on it, but. Yeah. You know, they, I don't know how much their, their detail costs, but it was definitely an experience, man. And, and, and I don't think you missed the Bronco any at all, do you? Uh, no, no. Yeah, and listen, the Bronco served a purpose, and it was fun. It was four doors. It was easy for the kids getting out of. But you know, I, once I bought the truck, which was unexpected, it just didn't make sense to have two off-road vehicles. Yeah, no, nah, the justification was there. What do the kids think of it? They love it. Well, you know, my one son could care less. <laughs> okay uh my my other son I mean, he's into cars and so like he's like hey can we go for a ride as soon as i pulled up like the other kid didn't even come out of his room to see it but um <laughs> see yeah, from the window he was into it. he thought it was fun you know so well, that's cool you take the kids to school that yet or i did no i picked them up so i picked them up, up from school the one day because uh their normal pickup wasn't available so <laughs> they were into it oh that's cool i, I don't know I, when i was a kid i'd feel like if my dad picked me up and something like that i'd be like it's like 
I don't, know, I don't want to draw attention to myself. Or, sure. You know, it could be weird, but ah, it's cool. I think my dad picked me up in like a, a Model T one time from work, from, from, from school. That's wild. Yeah, it was like something else. We used to do like the Model Ts with my grandpa and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. You know, yeah. They got, they got that like thing on the on the steering wheel. You have to adjust like the advance or retard yes. the spark. Yeah, yeah. I learned how to drive them things like That's a wild. lot. I drove them into like parades and stuff. And like, yeah, boggies your mind because yeah, there's two like levers on the steering wheel. One is like you're setting like the RPM, and one is like the um, it's the ignition. Time. Yeah, like the time. Yeah, it's so. And there's three pedals. Well, you got forward, back, and stop, right? Um. I don't think they have a clutch. There's a reverse. There's a reverse pedal. There's a reverse pedal. And and then forward. Yeah, it's a forward, but it's not like a... It's not gas. It's not a gas belt. Your gas gas is on the steering wheel. Your gas is by the hand. Yeah, Yeah, so you're you're engaging that belt tension to go forward. That's so weird. (laughs) I know, and I learned how to drive drive this thing in parades and stuff like that. But yeah, and there's a hand gear that you can go into like a high gear. There's like a hand lever on the side. Like when you're... You can go from 20 miles an hour to 30 miles an hour to Model T. By throwing like, this lever. Yeah, you throw that lever down a hill or something like that, and now you're flying. You're yeah, dropping the good. hammer. It's, a, it's awesome. a weird car to drive. Like, yeah, because didn't that, and again, I don't know for sure, but I think it actually changed the gear ratio in the rear. It's yeah. It's not necessarily a transmission or something like that. Right, it just yeah. opened it up a little bit, but oh my God, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I think I knew how to drive that before I knew how to drive a stick. Could which be. is really bizarre. Could <laughs> like, be. Learning how to do that, but... Yeah, no, I would I would suggest trying that because it's it's complicated. Yeah, my my grandpa had a Model T like a half track. I couldn't learn how to drive that thing. That was like the synchros like manual transmit. Like I couldn't get it. Like there was no way I was figuring that out. But I don't know. They're all they're all interesting. But yeah, so that's the story with the cars. I thought that was cool. And in working in, in the car business, it's uh it's good to see uh transactions happen like that i haven't been in the dealership in a long time i work for a dealership and i don't ever step foot in one if that makes sense right <laughs> you know right. So everyone's like well do you go to their locations no i've never been never seen yeah. anything don't yeah, no, know anything no, about no thank you no i sent a cubicle yeah right right <laughs> so you know um but yeah that's that's basically what would wanted to get that story out it's kind of a short recording but uh anything else on your mind zachary yeah, we just that, that there's you'll see like a a small unnatural break in our audio here today. I just got a knock on the door that one of our vans got wrapped up in an accident. So as soon as we uh, we break from here, I got to go figure out what happened there and everything right. else. So right. driver's okay, it sounds like, but uh, we'll see the extent of damage. That's so always uh, something you don't want to deal with on a uh, a Friday. No, 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 no. Don't want to do that. So we went. Yeah, you know, we we had talked about some of the changes we were making with um, how we're handling our schedule and stuff. So for for the one company for trucking, um, so far it's been a significant success. Oh, okay. um, the, the the guys are really you know taking advantage of the efficiency opportunity that's there. Um, we're we're seeing more efficient performance coming from it, and on numerous occasions, which is what we hoped would happen. Um, the drivers have beat the allotted time, which means they actually get paid more because we still pay them for that allotted time. Now, there's been some hangups with where we took a little bit longer to load and we had a couple breakdowns here and there with flat tires and whatnot. But so far, the, the program's working. Now, mm. on the delivery side of things, disaster. Oh, yeah. Disaster. We we tried so hard to make this program work, and, and we really thought it was going to be a better better outcome for the team You know, to try right. and get people out sooner. But with uh it's like as soon as we made this change all of a sudden we got dumped on with volume and it completely kind of ruined the plan here 
So we got we got different routes. We were getting um, these routes that were in areas that we have not been in before. So that change coming on top of you know the big change we just made uh, is a no go. So oh, we're, we're going to abandon. Yeah, we're going to abandon that pod program. However, there was some good data gathered from this in the you know the five day pilot that we kind of cut short here. We were going to run this for a month. But um, the the feedback from the team and everything else kind of warrants just saying, hey, we need to we need to back out of this now, which is okay. Yeah. But we've we've got enough data now to come up with another incentive type program that's really going to reward the performers for making it happen. And I um, yeah, I I think that uh, the team is really going to eat this up. So it, it's kind of they they all kind of trudge through the trenches with me here to give this a shot, to, despite you know some saying, hey, this ain't going to work, and maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. Turns out they were right. Um, what was the main issue with it? Um, the routes that we had for the past three months were fine on this model. Okay, it was pretty low volume, a lot of driving, and it was realistic to to crank this all out in an eight hour day. Almost immediately, when I made this change, our primary client dumped like so much extra volume on us that we weren't expecting oh. and it completely made the eight hour day not effective. Now we were still doing it faster than the allotted time, but the amount of, you know, whatever you want to call it, stress that it placed on the team to achieve it yeah. totally defeated the purpose of why we were doing it. It was to make things better. Not it, this was not like a profit grab, mm. you know? So, so we're going to back this up, but we're, we're still going to come up with, you know, some type of program that's going to benefit the drivers. I don't know exactly what it looks like now, but I'll have that conversation the next hour here with management and see what direction they want to go. I've got some pretty solid ideas on how to do it. I see. Okay. Man, it's always, it's always something, right? Yep. It's just like trying to get four mics to work in a, in a podcast recording. Yeah, we really failed today. <laughs> I don't think we failed, man. We're just, we got, we got a couple bugs to work out. It's not, I think it's a lot of bugs. And then that software that we just bought because it's supposed to be able to do it, which it seems like it is, is just so hard of a learning yeah. curve. I mean, that's pro level software and we're just not ready for that yet. Need a couple tutorials. We'll be back up and running. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, man, it's, uh, we're going into the weekend here. I don't, uh, I got plans for Mother's Day, I guess. Uh, spent some time with, uh, the wife and, uh, you know, my mom and, probably have some family over do a little cookout on sunday what are you cooking uh steaks steaks yeah so i'm gonna get them from the meat market too and stop oh, buying yeah. at the grocery store and try to get like some thick whatever it's gonna be that's my dad's uh father's day move he gets like the giant like dinosaur ribeyes yes man. like yeah. not the tomahawks the tomahawks i don't know what it costs to buy tomahawks raw you know like i know how expensive it is at a thing but maybe it's not horrible to buy some tomahawks and, and go that route i guess so but you're paying by the pound and you're paying for a lot of bone there if that makes sense you are but i, I guess it's the whole pizzazz it's of the it. pizzazz of it you yeah. know because what i and, and what i use this is my go-to for steaks man some people might hate this but i get the montreal spicy steak seasoning kind of, yeah and really put it on heavy kind of pack it in mush it together so it sticks in there and it just holds that flavor. I'm I'm not an A1 or a Heinz 57 guy. Right. Like, I want the seasoning to be baked in. And yeah. this just does it, man. It's on par. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, if you're if you're cooking a, a good steak like that, like, you don't need any of that sauce, man. If you're doing right. it right. Yeah, if it's not, yeah, you can't overcook it. You know. I could do a whole show on steak cooking. And, and, we'll, and we'll save that. I have that a slideshow. 
yeah. my work. Yeah. <laughs> I got it pretty good down with my grill to exactly how long I need to do each side to have like that perfect medium right. rare. You go like little grill marks. You know how to do that yet? So I, I have the infrared plates on mine because it seems to sear in the juice a little oh, bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. And I don't okay. swap it then over. I just leave it on that. And it just every time, man, it's consistent. Just it's consistent. Yeah. Woo. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, how about it? So, so we'll break there again. We're we're going through some technical stuff here, but um, we're we're still hoping to have our first guest on uh, during our next uh, next airing. Um, hopefully, we can get our our tech issues worked out here. We just got to find the right software. It's going to be compatible with our four channel mixer, and then I think we're off to the races. Right on. Stick with us, guys. We'll get this worked out, and uh, yeah, we're gonna have some interesting guests coming up as well. So, hang in there. <laughs> 